0: What's good, what's good, what's good, fans? I want to thank you guys for joining another fantastic episode of the Voice of the Fans podcast. You got – I'm down here in SoCal. Let me take this off, Clevon. I don't want to hurt nobody's eyes with this uh, green and yellow. How you doing, big dog?
1: Doing fantastic, Cam. And you can keep that on. It's up to you, man. You're ripping 206, so we appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you guys for tuning in, like I say. Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of the Fans podcast. This is week 138, Clevon. We got a lot to talk about this week, man. There's a lot going down. Um, We got Urban Meyer waffling on his boy Tim Tebow. We got the NFL schedule release. We got the NBA season winding down. Some Mm -hmm. people are kind of. Some people, some guys are trying to maneuver their way in and around the playing tournament. I wonder who that could be. Oh man, we got the Tokyo Olympics. We got some topics to click on. We got to talk about the Tokyo Olympics, man. And um. A little off script. Did you get the link I sent you? I sent you the link today. Obviously, I sent you the script, but I sent you another link. Did you get a chance to look at that? I did. Okay, we're gonna talk about that too. Uh, the link is regarding uh, college players in the state of uh, Georgia, and there's 11 other states. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a look at that man. It's really peculiar how they're trying to move down there in the south. But we, as I say, we got a lot a lot of things we're gonna talk about today. This is the Voice of the Fans podcast, Cleveland Get comfortable, and let's do this, fans. Also, cheers to y'all. This week, each and every week as we do, Mr. Cleavon, <throat> before we can get started with our numbers, want to give a shout-out to all our fans that's listening, however you're listening. We, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button rate and review the show if you will let us know how you think we're doing all feedback is good feedback so we appreciate you guys giving the feedback that you can want to give a shout out to our guys from hmb media doing their thing over there hmb media tv make sure you check them out for a lot of exclusive content they got baron davis podcast they're working on they got the uh, wnba podcast that they're working on they got um a lot of basketball content, NBA content, and in, in abroad. So make sure you guys check them out for the exclusive basketball content. The guys from HMB Media TV, they're on YouTube. Make sure you check them guys out and tell them I sent you. Clevon, today, May twelfth, two 2021, week 138. We're going to talk about that number 12. When you think of the number 12, who wore that number best or who came to your mind first? I'll give you a couple guys that come to my mind first. Is that point guard out of Spokane, Washington. Played a lo- lot of years for the Utah Jazz. You know, for a long time, I- I'd argue he was the best point guard in the game. A long time I'd argue that. Number 12, John Stockton. Who who comes in your mind when you think of the number 12, Chief? You
1: know, because I am up here in the 206 cam and I am a, you know, devout Seahawk fan, obviously the 12 uh, being retired for the fans, the, the fans, the 12s come to mind first. <laughs> the who wore best or who wears it best, I should say, because he's still wearing it, uh, is the Super Bowl champion quarterback for uh, the come on, my ears uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Hurt. My ears are hurting. can't hear by it. the name of Tom oh, Brady, my, seven-time crazy. Super
1: Bowl champion. I don't think that's there's much question to that one Cam.
0: Who was yeah. Who was coach Who's coach during most of those Super Bowls? Just answer that question for me. Who's the head coach? Uh Charlie Weiss did some offensive coordinating, Josh McDaniel. No, no, I said head coach offensive hey, coordinating, head coach, head coach. Head
1: coach. Uh Bruce Arians did a great job. They 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 oh, meshed see? very you well together this You see how you, doing? you, see how you doing? Yeah. For his most recent Super Bowl.
0: I see how you're avoiding the question. I said most of those Super Bowls, I, I was very specific when I said who was the head coach during most of those Super Bowl runs. and I'd be to, Most of
1: those head coach was uh, Bill yeah. Belichick.
0: Yeah, okay, there you go. So credit number 12, credit, credit Bill Belichick for all those Super Bowls. Just do that, and we'll just keep it nice and simple for you. Um, when you think of the number 38, this is a little tougher list to, to go by, but when you think of number 38, who comes to your mind first?
1: Uh, nobody really comes to mind readily, Cam. 38 is kind of a weird number, but, you know, kind of the more research that I did with regards to it, I think uh, Kurt Schilling, uh, being Kurt a Schilling? three-time World Series champion, I think he probably wore it the best.
0: I, I suppose you don't know anything about George Rogers, right? You don't know anything about that guy.
1: Oh, no, I do, I do know a little bit about him. He was a great running back at the University of Georgia and had about a four-year career in the NFL.
0: He was a good dude. Yeah. So back to that number twelve. I was I was at the Kingdome. see how, that's how long out long ago this was. When they, when they played in the AFC East. A lot of you Seahawks fans don't remember when they were actually in the AFC West, I mean. But I was at the Kingdome Fan Appreciation Day, when they first introduced the number twelve as being the number for the fans. Um got a signs sweatshirt. Number 12, signed by Steve Largent and Dave Craig, was actually on the court, on the Sonics court. As a had fan appreciation, appreciation day, we had to be there at 10 because the doors open at 10. So we were there like 930 and the doors open. They just so go um, first one to your seats. <laughs> you just go get your seat. So they just opened the gates and it was probably 500 of us rushing to get to that first row. And of course, your boy, you know, made it to first there to the front row. And then they start calling fans up. It was pretty cool. I got the chance to go down there on the King at the King Dome fan appreciation. I think it was like 84, 85 then. But yeah, the number 12 is big time. And then they announced that's when they announced it. number 12 would be the number for the fans. So kudos to you, Huck fans, back in the day. Cleveland, we're talking about the fan base and things that's going on in football and fan appreciation time. What What's going on there in Jacksonville? They're they trying early for some fan appreciation love, aren't they? Uh, they bring the hometown kid, hometown hero back to town. We talked a little bit about it last week. This week, apparently, it was more concrete, but then I hear your boy Urban Meyer waffling like, oh, I didn't look at him. I wasn't at the I wasn't at the workouts. Everybody just telling me how good he looked. Now, come on, Urban. We're gonna get to this question a little a little bit later, but a fan, don't put this in your head. Urban smokescreen, he's saying, what did that say about Urban if he's not going to evaluate the talent that's joining the team? That's first and foremost. But what do you think about this partnership and the relationship with Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer? Are they taking jobs away from Is this taking jobs away from uh, players that have earned this spot in the the rotation? Um, I'm not going to get in the Kaepernick thing. I I think the Kaepernick, it's easy to talk about that, but it's kind of a a washed-out situation where Kaepernick can't play the game. Um, He can't play the game today. I wouldn't expect much production from him today, number one. And then number two, I mean, he is trying to go to tight end and not – Quarterback, what's your thoughts on the situation here?
1: Well, I think you should be a little bit concerned that Urban Meyer seems to be over his head a little bit. Um, he, he tends to make decisions where he thinks there's not going to be any backlash to it because he is the you know, authoritarian there. And that's just not the way the NFL works. So we saw it with him trying to hire the uh, strengths coach that was you know, fired for abuse earlier. Um, Good call. Quickly, he quickly had to backtrack on that one. Um, he thought he was just bringing his boy in, giving him a chance to kind of see if he can make an NFL roster, and you know he gave him every opportunity to flourish. And you know, you're my guy. I've always supported you. You've always been a good person. So he thought he was just gonna, you know, you know, do his boy a solid. But that's just not, again, how the NFL works, and people, you know, take offense to that. I mean, he was able to, you know, you know, usurp the line by quite a by quite a bit. So. Um. Yeah, there are, are definitely some other players that could have had an opportunity to get that spot that may not get that spot now because it's, you know, pretty much handpicked and reserved for Tebow unless something unfortunate happens or he just can't play the position. Um, I think it just goes to show that Urban Meyer is not ready for all of the, you know, the backlash that he's going to face with some of the decisions that he makes. And this is not Ohio State. This is not Utah. This is not uh, the University of Florida you know, where he is the end all be all. I mean, this is the NFL and, you know, he has to be a little bit more accountable.
0: So I believe, and let me get to this. Let me get to this fans. I believe Cleveland has a moratorium on the amount of catches that t is going to make this season. And I want to know, do you even think he's going to make the squad to get on the list? I think he, what you say, 12 catches?
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I think he will definitely make the squad, yeah.
0: There, there's no there's no way he gets cut.
1: If he can actually catch and play the position, no, there's no way he gets cut.
0: Hmm. So you see him finishing out the season, that's what I'm saying.
1: If Urban Meyer has anything to say about it, yes, and I know that he's facing a little bit of backlash, so he's you know backtracking a little bit. But no, I I think that Tim Tebow is going to be on the squad, barring injury, or he just simply is you know bitten off a little bit more than he can chew and can't play the position. But I, I think that he feels comfortable in in what it is that he's attempting to do, and I think Urban Meyer is going to give him every opportunity to succeed.
0: So here I got to hear fans. Uh Cleveland says is T- with the Jags all season, and he will have 23 catches this season. Minimum 23 catches this season. Those those are Cleveland's words right there. So he, he can't shy away from some of this stuff he'd be talking. But I got it on note. I got it. I got the notes. We got. Um, under 23. Yeah. Over over under yeah. 23. Uh, that's two catches a game. A little a little less than two catches a game. I might, I might lean to. I'm not sure he's gonna make the squad. To be honest with you, I'm not. I'm not sure he's gonna make the squad. I'm not ready to say definitively whether he will, he will or won't here in uh, May 12th. But I'm not sure. Right as of this moment, I'm not sure he's gonna make the full-time. What is it gonna be? The 65-man roster. Uh, Talk to me about this Aaron Rodgers saga. Uh, What would you do? what do we do here? Now Aaron Rodgers still we haven't heard from Aaron Rodgers. Kind of like uh unlike Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers is not coming to this mic anytime soon. And we haven't watched the Jeopardy shows to see whether he says he's going to stay in Southern California or Northern California or he's heading back to uh Wisconsin. We don't know what he's doing right there for whatever reason he's keep he's keeping it close to his vest. What do you think about the Aaron w- Rodgers situation and Obviously, you have a quarterback who hasn't missed a game in nine seasons. So you don't know what the uh, pain is like. Have looking for a quarterback, searching for a quarterback. You well, let me say you don't know what it is. You haven't not been, not in the been past
1: there, nine seasons. Can
0: yeah, you, you, you haven't been there in a while. So so when I ask you, uh, would you make a move for the quarterback? You're going to come from uh, a position of uh, not quite. Uh, you you don't you don't know no understand what a lot of NFL fans might be thinking. Um. So, how do you see the saga ending?
1: It's hard to say, Cam. I, I don't see it ending with Aaron Rodgers playing in Green Bay. Um, I I don't know what the scenario would be with regards to him going somewhere else. But I just I think that it's he's burned too many bridges there, and there's too many hurt feelings, and it's definitely time for him to move on. And he's made his. You know, point very clear that he no longer wants to be there, and um, something has to be done about that. You can't just let the NFL MVP just sit around, but at the same time, how can you possibly get market value for the NFL MVP at 38, 39 years old? So, um, you know, everyone's in a tough predicament here, but do I see him playing for the Green Bay Packers next year? Not really. I would have to say no.
0: So, There's a couple teams that's been rumored to have some interest in him. not sure if you can figure out what these teams are, but there's a team in Denver, Colorado, that they don't have anybody better than him. There's nobody really in the pipeline who who has enough promise that you would ignore the opportunity to play or bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Um, All of his... uh, self-centeredness, involved, or whatever, whatever the case may be. If you're the Denver Broncos, John Elway, now you finally see a quarterback that has proven it, and now you're not speculating how good this guy can be. Do you make a move for Aaron Rodgers?
1: I wouldn't. Just because I'm not sure how much Aaron Rodgers has left in the tank. When John Elway went and got Peyton Manning, he knew he had five years. I don't know. Oh, did you makes... really?
0: He 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 took Peyton Manning. He knew he had five couple... years. He knew he it, took he, Peyton Manning. He, he, he felt Peyton confident, Peyton did, confident that Peyton, Peyton Manning didn't he play five, five years. Peyton he didn't play he didn't five, five years. years, by the way. He played three years. And that last year was kind of a dud, if you will, wasn't it? So really, you got two years out of Peyton Manning. You correct? got the
1: five years and you got the, you got the MVP. So, at it, what I'm saying here is that I don't think that Aaron Rodgers can give him five years. And I think he would have to give up at least three first round picks. Why don't do you have to give it? it?
0: No, I don't know if you're giving up three, if you need to give up three first round picks for an aging quarterback, as you described. Why wouldn't you have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers, who coming off an of MVP season versus Peyton Manning, who came off a of neck surgery?
1: I definitely would, but what I was saying is that Peyton Manning was going to give him the five years, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers has five years.
0: Did Peyton give him five years? I don't know that Peyton gave him five years. Did he give him five? The last so one, it? like you
1: said, it was a little sketchy, but it was he was there.
0: Um... Go ahead. Talk to the people, man. Let me look this up. I don't know that. So Aaron
1: Rodgers, on the flip side, it's like, you know, what is it that you're leaving and where is it that you're going? And he doesn't have, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers has a no trade clause in his contract. If he does, then he can kind of dictate where he's going to go. If he doesn't, he just has to go to whoever has the most assets. And who knows if that's going to be a favorable situation for him adverse to what he's already playing with. I mean, he's playing with Aaron Jones, playing with Devontae Adams, he's playing with a great offensive line, defense, of course, a little so-so, but at the same time, you know, he's got enough, you know, offensive weapons around him to do some things. What does the team have to give up that he's going to? And what is this what is the environment, and situation around him? I don't know. It would be hard to find a situation that is as favorable as Green Bay right now.
0: He paid Manning gave him four years. Um, thirteen and three, 13 and three. Twelve and four, and then seven and two. That's what Peyton Manning okay. gave gave the Broncos. How many? So, how many? Uh, and it, how many MVPs in the in that little run there that you're talking about? That was that was one MVP, and and okay. two, and a Super Bowl ber- two Super Bowl berths.
1: And, and how many times did he throw for over fifty touchdowns?
0: Uh, was it was gone now. Probably once. <laughs> probably once to. By the way. Well,
1: well, I know for for a fact because I had him on my fantasy team. He threw for fifty five touchdowns.
0: But probably one time. Okay. one of those and the other, other the years. other
1: the other seasons you know and this is probably the, the the statistically probably the greatest four year run in bronco history right i mean two super bowls i mean i nfl would MVP. you see where i'm going with this camp anyways let me backtrack that a little bit let's get let's stay on subject man yeah i don't want you to get all upset at number 30 you know you know what i'm talking about but uh,
0: let's get back on subject here. Oh, yeah, you want to get away from that topic real quick. <laughs> you want to, I understand why well, you want to back away from that comment very
1: quickly. Let's get on subject real quick. You know, number 30 comes looking for me. But, uh, no, I, I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is in the best situation he can be in from a football perspective as far as winning games, but clearly he's not happy there. And someone is going to make the, you know, a deal for him. I just don't think that, you know, Denver is the best place for him.
0: Okay. To answer your question 37, 55, and 39. So, yeah, you lucked up and you had a heck, heck of a. Hopefully, you won a championship with the 39 with That's that great lucky pickup day. Was it was hope, a great hope, season. Hopefully, you won the championship. So, okay. D- Denver is one location. And I say, if you're Denver, um, you have to be more confident in. Taking the guy coming off his of MVP career versus a guy coming off of a, a four surgery neck fusion off in Peyton Manning. Now they were desperate. They did it. They, it. It it worked well for them. I would think that we know Elway have has issues identifying what a true quarterback is and how they can perform on the field. So getting a guy who coming off of his MVP season, you, you kind of you make that move. There's another team in South Beach that was in the Deshaun in the Deshaun Watson conversation until you know Deshaun couldn't find his way out of a masseuse across the country. Um, that I and and to your point, now here, here's where it's real critical. What do you give up for this guy? Because you just drafted a guy at number five. Is he better than? Aaron Rodgers absolutely not. Does he have the potential to be Aaron Rodgers? I don't know anybody who's predicting his potential to be Aaron Rodgers. I don't know anybody in in their right mind. It maybe his mom and dad and he 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 has a he has some brothers. <laughs> he has some brothers, so maybe his mom and dad and the brothers are are predicting he'll be in the class of Aaron Rodgers, but any football mind, I don't know anybody predicting he he'll be in that class. So, do you give up two tools or just give me two number ones and and, and this young rookie um, for a four year stint, a four year burst of what Aaron Rodgers could do? Because you know, knowing you're only going to get a four year burst. And then, after that, in four to five years, you're looking for that replacement. And then that's a conversation now that you'd have to have with Aaron Rodgers. Hey, look, we're, we're, we want we're walking you to, into town. But after a couple of years, we're going to be looking for your replacement. Are you okay with that, Aaron? I mean, we have to make that clear, so he knows that when somebody comes in the back door and we ask you to talk to him a little bit, that he didn't get in, all in, in his feelings. I give up to I give up to number ones for Aaron Rodgers. And all right, now come now we got talent. We don't have a running back, Aaron, but that means you going you you play without a running back before, <laughs> so. Come in here. Are you want to come do your thing in in the heat and humidity of South Beach, or are you really trying to get to San Francisco or Oakland and play so you're closer to home and closer to to the new fiance and what? That's a conversation we'd have to have. But I would give up. I would give up two number ones for uh, two thousand what twenty two two thousand twenty three. I give up two, considering we have two. Uh, two number one draft picks in the next three rounds. I believe I give up. I comfortably give up two number ones. What's your thoughts on that, Cleveland?
1: Couple things. Uh, the Oakland move is now Vegas. If he wanted to go there, Vegas. I, he he would like. He would like to go to the Bay Area, but they just drafted a quarterback with the number three pick in draft. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, not he's
0: happening. not going. He's not going
1: to San So he's not going there. So the question is, if I was the Dolphins, would I do that? And the answer is absolutely not. When you were do- thinking about it before, you were thinking about Deshaun Watson, who is 13 years younger than That's Aaron Rodgers. That, that was
0: three. I so, give up two. I give up two, not three. At any okay. rate,
1: as I was saying, yeah, you would make that trade for Deshaun and the young quarterback, but not for Aaron Rodgers. Because you you know, you're know, you basically getting a, a glorified uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at that rate, no. right? Because you know what you're getting. You're going to get a whole bunch of touchdowns. Hold you know on, on, You're gonna hold get on. a gunslinger, but he's only gonna hold be on. around for like maybe two to three more seasons. Hold on. Did right? you just
0: did you just did you just did you just compare the NFL MVP to Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is that what you just did?
1: Glorified on steroids. Is, is, you know what is that what you just he's, did? He's somebody that's gonna throw the ball around a lot. He's gonna put up huge numbers, but he's only gonna be there for a, a finite amount of time and you'll be scrambling to try and find another quarterback. So you're already tanked for Tua. You might as well keep him and see what he's all about. If you were going to trade him, you trade him for somebody that's 25 years old who's he's already proven he's super filthy on the field. Yeah, you do that, but it's
0: a 13-year difference, Cam. It's 13 years. So let, let me get this straight. You just – you just tell. You just told me you were okay with trade trading for a quarterback who had neck fusion.
1: That's a whole other different scenario. Uh, you, I mean, you you
0: you were just okay trading. This for is a quarterback not, this is who not had an apples fusion.
1: to apples comparison.
0: What, did, did, why not? You just tra- told me you're okay with trading for a quarterback who had neck fusion, but you don't want to trade for an NFL MVP. What are you talking about? The quarterback, the quarterback he's replacing is nowhere on the level. It's not even. It's, it's not even. There's no equality there. It's not even worth talking about. But we don't. So, we don't
1: know a, what. We don't know what Tua's ceiling is. Do, we
0: know what. We know. We know what is, Tua. You. You can stop all the games. You know what Tua, Tua is. Steven Taylor. Uh, uh, Steven down in South Beach. He knows what Tua is. If we can get Aaron Rodgers, and obviously we want Deshaun Watson, and we can go to Goodell and say, "Yo, what's what's the deal, Goodell?" What's the deal? What are you going to do with this guy? Is he going to be on the uh, commissioner's exempt list? Is he going to be able to play this season? What? What's obviously we'll give three trade three number ones for Deshaun, without question. If we can't do that, and we can give up two for the league's MVP, come on, that's that's without question. I don't know what are you talking about. You just compared the guy to if it's just, just- a
1: two if it's just a two first round picks, but why wouldn't Green Bay want? So so you're saying that because they have Jordan Love and they have their quarterback of the future. That you think that the two first round picks is enough? No, it's gonna it's gonna have to be the three first round picks.
0: No, he, they're not getting three. They're not getting three from anybody. They're not getting three. They would, three they from would be getting... They're not getting three from anybody. He, the guy does said he doesn't want to play with you guys. We're doing a. We might be able to get away with one in a, in a three. And to be honest with you, we one in a three next week next year. We want to push that uh, because he the guy already said he doesn't want to play with you guys. You guys are dealing with a a, a pile of shit right now. Instead, you guys got shit all up in your popcorn right now. And to clear that out, here, we'll give you a one and a three. And now you guys can just go on about your business, start your succession planning right now. Well, so Cam, to be honest with you. Well,
1: Cam, to be to be perfectly honest with you, I think if just a one and a three will get it done. Yeah, there, there, there's a whole bunch of teams, a whole bunch of other suitors other than just the Miami Dolphins that would do.
0: But you know, Miami, yeah. you know, you know South Beach. You've been you've been down there. You've been down there. No. there man, know. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you the whole, know stuff. <laughs> I have been
1: down there and it's it's a fantastic time. However, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, you know, planning his wedding and all that kind of stuff, and a little bit, you know, you know, longer in the tooth from the NFL football career perspective and you know has aspirations of being the Jeopardy host. You know, 305 may not necessarily have all of the amenities that would, you know, entice someone like an Aaron Rodgers to come there. Um, other teams, you know, with, you know, better coaching, better talent. If it's first and a third is all it takes, you know, hey. Better oh, and by the way, yes, there are teams better, with better coaching better talent in Miami
0: So what? Now, now you finally come coming to agreement off the topic here in May 2021. Now you're finally questioning the coaching of Flores and the crew. Interesting. I'm gonna just fans hold that right now. Let's just put a pin in that conversation right there, and we're gonna move on. Cleon, you stepped in it. You stepped in. You stepped in it right there, and you know you did right there. You, we gonna put a pin in that one and come back to that topic. Another uh, kind of off season conversation. What did what should the Browns do with Odell Beckham? Why don't the Seahawks and Snyder go get Odell? They need a they need a wide receiver. They need they need they, they can use a third wide receiver. Wants to see how it's just gonna get Odell. No, Odell the,
1: stays Odell stays in Cleveland and you know hopefully uh, he can resurrect his career there. He has no trade value, so no one no one really wants him. Um he hasn't really had a productive season in, in quite some time. So yeah, we'll what we'll just see like what his, the, she, she, what she like the Cleveland Browns
0: can do with him. Seems like a great time to go get him. If he has no trade value, uh, you, really. you can do, you can get him for a two. We don't need it. We just drafted
1: a receiver. Thanks for asking. We're gonna see how he how he how he plays himself out. Who you know, Odell Beckham is coming off of anterior cruciate ligament surgery. So, you know, we don't really actually know what he has uh you know left in the tank. So we have to see what training camp looks like before we can even assess what, what we would give up for him.
0: You say Cleveland should keep him. I think Cleveland does. not Cleveland should keep him. Nobody wants hey, him right now. I think. Who Cleveland, wants
1: him? I'm shopping. There's no trade value
0: whatsoever. I, I'm, I'm shopping. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a number two, number three, no, maybe a no two, number maybe twos, two, maybe, no a three, maybe nope. two, maybe threes, maybe two, maybe a two off and an three. ACL surgery. No. I mean, he still he has a lot of. You don't know. Uh, you don't know what he is. He still has a lot of uh, Man, hype, yeah, a lot of hype. You don't, you don't know what he is. No, but you could sell the hype. You can use send them, send them no, These, that, are, these send are football that,
1: people, these are football send him that people.
0: Tape sending that, sending that tape against the Cowboys. That the, the, the,
1: the one handed catches, and Send that
0: those are those are time stamps.
1: Cam, they, they know when that
0: happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying if I'm Cleveland, they don't need him. He, he played what four, four games with them last season. Baker Mayfield, his his season, and he can always use a player like Odell
1: Beckham Jr. if it doesn't cost you anything. That's what I'm saying. Seattle should go for him. No, we have a, we, we're we're set at see- receiver. Thanks. Well,
0: you guys, you, you guys got the slowest receiver in in the Olympics, uh, in the Olympics uh, uh, sprint contest last week. You got the slowest receiver. You got um, pocket rocket Tyler Lockett, who I mean, if you don't pay him, you guys just already him. paid him.
1: We know we we you, we, we you tightened got, him up. We took care of him.
0: Thanks for asking, Cam. So, I mean, we're, you could use a number three.
1: No, we're okay. Got, we don't you, need no,
0: you don't do well with uh, – We don't need
1: You don't But do I, well but with I hear he likes that really warm weather in those Latina women. So, maybe the 305? I don't know. Put uh, no, him no. next to Waddle? Ooh. Antua? Ooh. Just think I about mean, it, Cam. Look at you.
0: No, we got we – Having
1: visions of grandeur over there, aren't you?
0: Hey, hey Waddle is All gonna it'll be.
1: take is a fourth-round pick.
0: I'm not so sure – you know, you know I'm not I'm not sure so sure how happy Waddle was to be reunited with Tua. I'm not really so sure how how happy he is, because you know, did you see did you see his face on, on draft day? I Real mean, serious. a lot of a lot of people um, seriousness it liken that to him just being focused and, and determined to get where he was going to be. But some of that had had some concerns, like this guy again, like. I'm not. I'm not happy. I'm not. I'm. I don't know. And I'm gonna have to get down there and talk to him, or send, you know, send some uh, feelers in the air to find out what that relationship and the communication was like. I haven't heard anybody doing any route running. I haven't heard anything about um, the practice field. They got a brand new practice facility. Oh, right uh, Waddle
1: started started route running the the you know uh, like
0: two hours after the draft. Yeah, but who's throwing to him? He, he already it, started. That, that's what I'm saying. Who's throwing to him? I haven't. I haven't seen any clips. I haven't heard any. Any conversations? I haven't seen these guys out to dinner. Um, my conversation uh it was my, Alabama's
1: it was Alabama's backup. Yeah.
0: He
1: was telling yeah. them passes. He, see, you know, he's not ready for two just yet because it's not it's not allowed, Cam. It's it's against the
0: rules. Oh can't get out of here. And the the quarterback from who won the Super Bowl last year was uh all broke the rules all offseason, didn't he? Well, I mean, you <laughs> know, when you, Good, got, when you send, got
1: six, seven rings, that's a whole
0: Goodell had to send his goons down there. It's like, listen, we told you to stop it once, <laughs> you guys are still carrying on. They they just went. They moved from one beach to the next beach <laughs> to, to do some route running and stuff. <laughs> so uh, we we know how you can get away from these rules. But I haven't heard anything, any of that going on. I haven't seen any video clips. I haven't heard of all oh, everything's good. I haven't seen them any clips of them um, at uh, Prime One Twelve just kind of sitting there chopping it up. I haven't seen any of that. Well, I
1: don't know what I don't know what two is doing, but trust me, Jalen Waddle. That, that's all he's been doing. Yeah, he he's, uh, he's ready to step out like that dude.
0: Unfortunately he can't do it by himself. He's not he's not the running back. As I enjoy. as I said,
1: as I said before on the show, you guys you you guys don't deserve him.
0: <laughs> I like that something. Okay. You so you so you don't go you don't go get Odell Beckham. Interesting that you would say nope. that. Interesting that you would say that. Okay. So um, you know, the schedule was the NFL schedule was released um this evening and let's see what we got coming up for week one anything catch your eye oh you know nothing
1: too too special in week one you know they kind of always throw those games together and until we kind of get a training camp under our belt it's kind of hard to say which one of those games is going to be premier. but you know a few of them are you know somewhat intriguing uh
0: I mean, Seattle going to Indianapolis last year. Last, last uh, last year Indianapolis was a uh, was doing her thing, um, and Seattle got to travel to Indianapolis to to match up with that linebacking core and that defensive core. Are
1: yeah. they able
0: to do that? Are they able to do that?
1: It's early. have to see what the running game looks uh, in training camp, Cam, and how uh you know those uh receivers kind of you know round into form and that offensive line that's been uh refurbished. Let's let's, let's see let's see how it's really working out. Yeah, come on, new offensive are, coordinators. So we're hmm. implementing a new offensive scheme. It's a little early, Cam. It's a little come early. On,
0: man. Don't talk to me about that running scheme from Seattle or that offensive line. But we know they have they're using X defensive ends. And, Gee.
1: um, <laughs> do your research, Cam. Do your research. I'm up here in the 206, I'm the one of the 12s. I have my finger on the pulse of the Hawks, and that's not what they're doing right now, okay.
0: So what's that they're, offensive they're, line look like? Go ahead, tell me. Re- hey, tell tell me you're going to have two ru- two running backs rush for a thousand yards apiece. Tell me that. Tell me that.
1: It's too early to tell. tell too
0: tell early to Carson. tell all that. He, he, I'm not I'm Carson. not going to
1: prognosticate on that level. Okay, that's kind of that's, kinda, is, that's is, kinda this, high.
0: is Penny? Is this Penny's year to perform?
1: Not sure. Fish have to sure. see how he looks in training camp. Have up, see how, how is.
0: is. this Chris Carson's year to to kind of less get less than five fumbles? And over another fourteen hundred year wow. uh, yard
1: season. Wow, you sure are poking a lot of holes in the,
0: uh, the, the Seahawks armor.
1: That's kind of that's kind of weird. Talk to me.
0: talk, I mean, talk they to were me.
1: they were twelve and four last year with all of the uh, you know things that you're saying. I mean, they well, were I mean, still twelve and four, right?
0: We know we know what that's do, and I have no problem saying it. We know what that's a, a culprit of and that's because Russell's cooking. And since they since they took some of the pots and pans away from Russell late in the year, um. okay. What I,
1: what I think I was saying is that the offensive line will be improved, and no, we're not using a bunch of tight ends and uh, defensive tackles to try and play on the offensive line anymore. We're past that experiment, okay. and we will see what the running back position has to offer from Carson Penny and other you know free agents. So we'll see how it all unfolds before I make a prediction about Week One. That's all. It's May.
0: You you being early. awful. You being awful uncommittal tonight. The fans want to hear you commit. How is the that? was that the, uncommittal? It's
1: it's May the twelfth. I don't know what but, the Seahawks are going to look like uh, in September the I night. It's a it little early for me to say.
0: See, so you deceive the fans because the fans I believe did. you have the. It's exactly you, the what fans, I said, Cam. The fans, I said I have my you have finger the, pulse. On the pulse. Yeah, so um, the fans believe you have the knowledge. The fans believe that you and can because tell because I on. have my
1: finger on the pulse. I know that it's way too early to predict something like that.
0: Oh my goodness. Fan non-committal. Fans That's what understand. That's fans understand mean, me. But let the fans know where they can find you, man, with the non-committal comments. At Cleve
1: Wonder on Twitter and Cleveland Steel on Instagram.
0: Non-committal. Hit fans them. Up, understand fans understand me. The, 12, fans the let them know the, that the true twelves
1: understand me. True Why would 12. I be making prognostications on May the twelfth? It's way too early for all that.
0: You can find me, what's good in sport on Instagram, or excuse me, what's good in sport on Twitter, voice of fans on Instagram. And always you can hit the page, hit the show up, <clears throat> excuse me, leave your comments. However you listen to the show, whether you're listening, watching the show on YouTube, whether you're watching the show, listening to the show on Spotify, tuned in Apple podcast, Google podcast, our heart radio, make sure you rate review, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. All feedback is good feedback. Let us know what you think. thinking. Let Cleavon know how noncommittal he's being right now. Let Cleavon know that they probably should go after Odell Beckham. Let Cleavon know that it's not too much for the to give up two number ones for Aaron Rodgers at this point. He was willing. He he was willing to give up three number one draft picks for a quarterback who had four time four surgeries and neck fusion, but he don't want to give up two one number ones. For a quarterback coming off an of MVP season. Let Cleveland know how much sense that does not make, okay? Uh, where you think he has a finger on the pulse, maybe he just has the pulse of the Northwest and not the entire league. So we're talking about the entire league and what's going on. Let Cleveland know where, where he's at, okay, fans? That's what I'm asking you guys to do today. So, Cleveland, the NFL is going back to London. The Jets and the Falcons, <laughs> And <laughs> NFL is kind of cold, man. They send them the Jets and the Falcons. That's kind of cold. <laughs> and then they turn around and send them the Dolphins and the Jaguars. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of funny because, they, I mean, neither one of those aren't primetime games here in the States. But it's American football over there. And I could tell you, from going over there watching the Raiders and in the, in the Seahawks, actually, a couple years ago, the fans over there, I mean, they just had everything, everything USA sports. There was Bulls jerseys. There were Sonics jerseys. There was Lakers jerseys. <laughs> they were – clearly they had some Seahawks jerseys. Uh, clearly they had some Jaguars or uh, some Raiders jerseys. But there was also Minnesota jerseys. There was Green Bay jerseys. There was a lot – it was just American sports uh, a festival is what it was. It wasn't no, it wasn't Raiders. It wasn't Seahawks. Although there was a lot of Raider fans there. There was a lot of Seahawks fans there. It was just a, a collage of, of, of a group of, every, if you rooted for an American sports team, you wore their jersey to the game that day. I, I thought that was kind of funny. But at the same time, it was, it, it, they gave it up for the Seahawks. They gave it up for American football. It was kind of cool to see in Germany, we were at, um, what, how am I blowing up having a brain fart at the stadium? Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium, awesome stadium where they see, I think, 90,000 fans were in the building that day. It was absolutely bananas. Uh, we went early enough so we avoided a lot of traffic. Um, leaving that place was just, again, we, we were kind of delayed because they had the post game um, activities locker room interviews and all of this you can you guys can see on, on on youtube locker room interviews with the seattle seahawks locker room locker room interviews with uh some of the oakland raiders at that time they were still in oakland john gruden was a part was a part of that so um that delay, we were there a little bit after so we didn't hit the mad rush but even coming out of the stadium an hour and a half after the game i mean it was still a party going on in Wembley stadium and, and a lot of. uh a lot of pints. They were a lot of pints. They were being had and down in in that part of London. So it was it was kind of cool. But what do you think about the the games that they the NFL chose to send over to across the seas?
1: Um, well, you know, Jacksonville is like their uh, you know their their team really. Uh, Jacksonville's committed to you know quite a few games over there, and there was even talk of. Potentially the Jaguars moving over there and being the first uh European franchise and all that. So, you know, that continuing be. to send the Jaguars over there is a great idea. You know, pretty close to uh England, you know, considering where the rest of the uh you know NFL teams are, are demographically located. So yeah, that makes sense. Um that first game you mentioned, that sounded kinda gross. Uh the Jets and the Falcons, like, oh wow. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Not sure you're really getting a real slice of what American, you know, NFL football <laughs> really is those two teams, but, you know, uh, you know, the Arab Perrin and Lawrence is with the Jaguars and, you know, the dolphins, you know, who knows, you know, they, they might be almost kind of, you know,
0: a little bit over 500,
1: maybe, you know, thinking about the playoffs a little bit by that point in the season. So,
0: um, you know, coming as you mentioned, as you mentioned, it's something that was coming to mind. All these teams are East Coast teams. They're six and a half hours away from London. That's a six and a half hour flight. That flight from South Florida to Seattle is a five five and a half hour flight. That flight from New York to Seattle just a, just as in a, um in comparison, that flight from New York to Seattle is five and a half hours, five fifteen, five five and a half hours. So. They're adding an hour onto the flight. You got to, you got a point there. Um, I don't. It would not work. A team Jacksonville residing over there. I mean, you'd have to every team that went over there to play. They'd have to get a bye the next week because that's just too much travel. And, and I guess they can technically schedule that and make that work. However, um, you know, I don't. I don't think that's uh, that works with the schedule. What, what what are your thoughts on that? But all, just looking at it, all these are East Coast teams, and they are having a six-and-a-half-hour flight, and they'll probably get a bye. If we looked at the schedule, they'll probably get a bye after that game.
1: Yeah, I think it would be tough, uh, you know, to navigate schedule-wise, but I don't think anything that couldn't be overcome. I think they're, like you're saying, either giving the teams that have to travel that extra distance, and I believe that's what they do anyways, is give the teams that go over there a, a bye week, and you know, immediately following that game. Um, I think it's doable. Um, and certainly if they were in a division that was closer um, to the, the East Coast um, that had teams that were, you know, within that five to six hour range that you're referring to, I think it's doable.
0: <laughs> so so look at this. The Dolphins, who go who travel to play the Jaguars in London on the 17th, they don't get the buy. But they on the 10th, they travel to Tampa Bay, which is. Uh, was probably an hour flight. And then the next week, Atlanta travels to Miami, which is a, an hour-and-a-half flight. So they keep they keep them close to home. That's just with the Dolphins schedule. Um, so th- we looked at the Dolphins schedule, and who else is going to Jets? Let's see what the Jets go. We looked at the Dolphins, and, and uh, so the Jets are playing the Falcons on the 10th. And they do – okay, this is a little unfair. The the Jets do have a bye after that game. They play on the 10th. They play the Falcons on the 10th. And then they have a bye because they don't play until the 24th. They play the Patriots. Another short trip if they play the Patriots, which is – they have a home game on the 3rd. They travel to London to play the Falcons on the 10th. And then they have a bye. That next week because they don't play until the 24th. Um, and just for shit and grins, let's look at the Jaguar schedule. Yeah, they kind of. Why is the Jets the only one that gets a buy? That's kind of peculiar. What do you think?
1: You know, it's it's hard with the with thirty two teams and make everything work out perfectly, and then you add a seventeenth game. You know, I'm not surprised that there are some holes here and there, but for the most part, they try and keep it fair. I think.
0: So, so here you go. the the On the tenth of October, the Jaguars have a home game against the Titans. They travel to London to play the Dolphins, and the Jaguars get a bye because they don't play again until Halloween. The the thirty-first of, they play the Seahawks. Actually, they travel to Seattle. So now that I think that's deserving of a buy because they travel, they travel to London on the seventeenth. Then they <laughs> turn around and take that long flight to Jack. Uh, I've actually made that flight a couple times from Jacksonville to Seattle. That's a five and a half hour flight. So it's very close to that same. They play in Seattle the, that following week on Halloween day. Um, so, all right. The Jets is the only one that gets, makes out the best on that, on that particular deal. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, that's a, uh, that's our NFL topic for this week, man. We did, we talked about a draft review already. clue um, on. Let me uh, get this going here and we're going to take a little break here. When we come back, man, we're going to talk about, Russell Westbrook. I want to get your feedback, man, on Russell and kind of what this season has been for him. And then we got Luca. We got some Luca news. So we're going to talk about that on the backside. Let's take a little break here. Welcome back, fans, to the Voice of the Fans podcast. Here we are. We do this each and every Wednesday night, broadcasting live from Southern California. Got my man Clevon up in the great state of Washington. What's the weather like this week, big guy?
1: You know, not too bad, Cam. Uh, mid-60s, uh, low 70s.
0: And we got an overcast down here um, that is just spectacular, keeping us right at that 70. Today it was a 71 high. Um couple clouds in the sky. Well, the clouds in the sky is keeping the temperature down, so I love it. It's been spectacular the last couple weeks, Um, but it's going to be hot enough soon enough down here, so we're enjoying this kind of overcast, if you will, for the time being. Cleveland. Been a topic of a lot of conversations over the last week or so as Russell Westbrook has been on a triple Double barrage this season. The last four years, actually, right? Averaging the triple double. Um first let, let me let it be known. Right here, fans. You guys see what that is? See, Seattle Supersonics fan from day one. Remember the championship. So I I it's it's kind of painful that he never he was drafted by the Sonics but never got to wear the Sonics uniform in in game action. So that that part is kind of painful for me. Um, But I, considering I left Seattle in 1991, I continued to root for the OKC Thunder, right until the point where they traded him for Chris Paul. I jumped off the bandwagon at that point. Um, And I remained a Russell Westbrook fan, but I, I just couldn't be a fan of the OKC Thunder once they traded him. Um, It just didn't make no sense for me anymore. But Russell Westbrook, and I'm saying this to say I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook. Watch every game, most every game, I should say, of his career, specifically at OKC. His his venture to Houston, I was hopeful that it could work. Um, Obviously, they had some irreconcilable differences that didn't allow things to flourish in and Houston, him and Harden, and Cleveland. You remember when they signed him? When the Washington Wizards signed him? Not that I'm a fan of the head coach Scott Brooks at all, but when the Washington Wizards signed him, I said they're going to the playoffs. I expected. I wasn't thinking uh, playing tournament, but I was expecting that seventh or eighth seed of, of the Eastern East Coast team. I expected playoffs. You remember that, right? I do. So I'm saying all this to say that I've been a fan of Russell Westbrook. The triple-doubles, I think, are very impressive. A lot of people over the years have wanted to kind of poo-poo the triple-double and what it means to actual winning and what it means to actual his performance and production on the court. How can you poo-poo a triple-double? Because that means you're you having your hands in a facet of every part of the basketball game especially from a point guard position. You're rebounding. You're assisting. You're getting other people involved. You're getting points. And he's not getting – it's not the early uh, Jason Kidd triple-double. It's not 12 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. He's pulling down 20 points, 24 rebounds, 20 assists. He's doing the big-time, what do you say, the supersized triple-doubles. What's your thoughts on Russell Westbrook? And then I got a question for you.
1: Uh, my thoughts are that Russell Westbrook is probably the most athletic point guard that's ever played basketball. Um, his, you know, accomplishments, his accolades, his statistics are phenomenal. I mean, he averaged a triple double for an entire season. He's been a league MVP. He has the most triple doubles in the history of the National Basketball Association. So, uh, definitely, uh, a lot can be said for his uh, athleticism and his ability.
0: Now you made it clear. When you started off. He's the most athletic point guard in the game
1: in the history of the NBA.
0: It, I mean, that kind of takes a shot at him in a sense, Cleveland. Like how so? You're, you're saying you're the most athletic. You're not. You, you didn't say he's the best. You didn't say he's a game. He's a winner. Um, you didn't say he's uh, he's the most cerebral. Point guard in, in in NBA history, you went to straight to athletic. Like all he has is athletics to rely on. Like he doesn't have any of those other tangibles.
1: I I didn't say that, Cam. You're putting words in my mouth.
0: No, what I, I said no, is he's. The most... That's how I understood it. Now, yeah. that, that's how <laughs> I understood it. Now you, I, I'm asking you to clarify. Is that? I mean, it, it sounds like you kind of taking some shots at him. Do I have this wrong?
1: Anyone that can. Average a triple double, Cam.
0: Well, we Assist, we understand the stats. Rebound, we the, 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 the stats we understand. We understand the stats. We get it. You went right to athleticism, right. and you didn't give him credit for being a winner. You didn't give him credit for being cerebral. You didn't be, give him credit for being a um, getting his teammates involved. You didn't give him credit for being a, a good teammate. Is that to say, well, Cam? You as you go far, as, as, far as winning
1: as far as winning is concerned.
0: Yeah, he's been
1: he's been to a Final Four in college.
0: Okay.
1: he's been to an NBA Finals in the okay. pros. He's been to the Western Conference Finals. He's won an NBA MVP. So that in and of itself makes him a winner. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's not a winner.
0: Okay. So I'm. This might be a little projection on my part. Um huge fan of russell westbrook a lot of people scotty brooks we talked about this a couple weeks ago scotty brooks put him at number two in number two nba point guard or point guard in nba history you didn't agree with that if i remember correctly
1: well i mean you know scotty brooks is in that same uh you know mindset that our you know our fellow uh Friends over Hoops and Brews are. They, they said that a long time ago that with one championship, if he were to win one, he would be the second best point guard of all time. And I believe yeah. if I can, you know, recant my, my argument to that is that for me, it starts with Magic, Oscar, Isaiah as the top point guards of all time. Stockton. So for me, I don't think that Russell Westbrook could ever be higher than five, but that's
0: just me. Okay. Um, hmm, Let me see. So I, I love Russell Westbrook. Been a fan of him, and I, I and who can argue that he's not tremendous
1: passion, Cam. Tremendous passion, tremendous
0: passion. You know, I love for the you game. Know, I, you know, I love the passion. You know, I don't have to have a conversation with him about are you coming to play and give it your all tonight. That that conversation does not have to be had. with that.
1: Correct, correct.
0: My concern and what I've noticed, and I guess I say since he left OKC, I kind of been a little bit more critical looking at his game with a more critical eye. And what I've noticed is it doesn't make game-winning decisions all the time. Mm. And where he brings the passion, he brings the energy, he brings that competitive fire. At the end of games, whether he has a triple-double or not, it just doesn't show those game-winning qualities all the time. What's your thoughts on?
1: Well, because it because of his athleticism, he is always a mismatch on the floor, and therefore he always thinks that he's the best option uh, for taking the last shot or within the you know facilitating of the offense. It always starts with him. So therefore, that's why I think you're kind of alluding to he doesn't always make the best decision because in his mind he's always the best decision because he's he has a you know, an opportunity to win his one on one matchup pretty much every time.
0: I'm okay with you being you winning your option. You you winning your matchup. But inopportune threes, dribbling off your foot. Now, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that to Russell. I'm not going to do that to Russell. Yeah, you know,
1: let's not nitpick him while he's uh, making I'm not this gonna, historical I'm not run do that to and, and resurrecting the, the Washington Wizards and pulling them all the way almost single-handedly back into the playoffs. Uh, but but awesome, this is what I expected. At least this in the is the play this is what I, I mean, you have to take the good with the bad, Cam. That's what a lot of times that's, I, I find that about Russell Westbrook fans is that they don't want to take the good with the bad. They want to nitpick about the bad and really hype up the triple-doubles, but they don't want to take them both at the same time. You got to take them both. Get got a triple double machine that may not make the best decision all the time, and therefore <laughs> may not may not win the ultimate title.
0: Oh my goodness! And that would be that was that's to that good with be, the bag right
1: there, Cam. That's what
0: you got to do sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And th- that would be track because I want him to win. I want him to. I want to be recognized. I want him to be recognized as in that top three category and make the true make the true argument that Scott Brooks wants to put him in. I, I want him to be there um i just don't see it getting there but uh, let's get off of russell let's get off of russell i love i love you russell congratulations on all that you're doing man your game is tremendous um you should talk to media before game pregame so um there's a little personal thing there but uh outside of that i, lo- I love what he bring I love everything he brings to the court um just be a little maybe maybe that comes with age maybe a, co- a couple more years when the game slows down just a little bit more he'll start thinking the game out a little bit better um so let's talk from one guy who you have in your top five point guard list where does Lamelo ball um uh, where does he where does he rank on your top point guard list because uh you you said he's a rookie of the year and he sat out a month of, or what it was about six weeks and here he comes he did he miss a beat since you've seen him on the upon his return
1: do you mean the league at present or all time? I don't. I don't. I don't understand the barometer you're trying to. Yeah, yeah
0: the league at uh, the Let's say the league at present. I, come on, I don't expect you to say he's number ten uh, of oh. all time. Oh, like probably like 17,
1: 18.
0: There's only like thirty two teams in the league. You got him right there in the midpoint. You got him for, middle of for the right path? now. Yeah, come on. You got him in the midpoint. This is
1: in rookie season. And like you said, he's missed quite a few games. So, I mean, I said he was the best rookie in the league. I didn't say – I said nothing about point guard.
0: Okay. Well, I expect a little – I'm not even sure he would start
1: in the Western Conference at point guard. So,
0: for and, any team. Yeah, that's, that, you got a point there. Got a point
1: and so guy. there's like – there's at least five or six point guards in the Eastern Conference that he wouldn't start over. So,
0: I think I was – What points – what point guards would those be? That would be obviously Russell. Uh, you have. He wouldn't start guard. over Russell.
1: He wouldn't start over Trey Young. He wouldn't start over Kyrie Irving. I mean, I don't well, know if fact, you want Kyrie is.
0: Consider... Kyrie ain't starting point guard one. Okay, well, he wouldn't start
1: over James Harden. Isn't that your he, your, your messiah he, over there?
0: He wouldn't start over James Harden. You're absolutely correct.
1: Okay. okay. So that's yeah. that's four, five point guards. He probably might... starts over camp. I don't know. Does he start over Cambo?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think he starts over camp. Oh
1: wow! Wow! Hot-
0: is he starting uh, with your holiday? Um, probably not. We're, okay. So that's, so we're that's five right. Five, there.
1: six. Yeah. Um
0: Michael Brogdon probably doesn't start over with Brogdon. Okay. Oh, uh, so that, now we're at seven. Okay. All right. Um well welcome back, LaMelo. He's still doing his thing. Um so I got a question for you. Did you see Luca's ejection? Luca got ejected. For, I did not uh,
1: see it. I did hear about it. I, and, you know, it seems like the league is, you know, kind of trying to, you know, warn him without warning him. Hey, man, you know, you 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 jibber jabber, you know, you run your mouth a little bit too much out there on the court.
0: So you got to – so the guy – I forget who it was. Oh, no, it was Colin Sexton from the Cleveland Cavaliers, who another guy who LaMelo probably wouldn't start over. Right. Um, but came up. Luca was in position to get a rebound. Colin Sexton came up from behind and went to kind of box him out, you know, if you will. And then as soon as he touched him, Luca turned around with the, uh, you know, right, right in that growing area. And they gave him, they ejected him because they it was a flagrant two, hostile act. Now my question, Cleveland. Luca has—he's right on there with fifteen technicals, right? He's right on the—he got fifteen technicals. Next technical, he, he's—he uh, has to sit out the game because you get sixteen technicals, you have—you have to sit down, you get suspended, right? Um, when you get the flagrant two, that I think that should be—that should be equal a technical foul. And then he should be have to sit down in the suspension. Now I'm a Luca fan. I'm not trying to, um I'm not trying to set Luca down, but just for for whomever, if you get the flagrant two, the hostile acts, it seemed like it should be uh, one should be a technical foul because it takes two technical foul for you to get ejected, right? You, If you get two technical fouls in a game, you get ejected. So if you get ejected, that should equal at least one technical foul, would you agree?
1: I would definitely agree with that.
0: And so he him not he just, he gets ejected but no technical foul. I was like I just don't know. I think we're, the NBA is missing um
1: playing around with the rules a little bit on the periphery there. Yeah. yeah I think I'm, I definitely deserve at least one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you should get it takes two two technicals for you to get ejected. So if you get ejected on one play, you're saying you're saying he actually committed two technicals. You get the hostile the foul technical foul, and then the hostile act gets you two, and then now you're out. You one of those should be a technical, I would think. So I, I think they need to do some looking at the rules there. Um, so now Cleveland here we are a week away, and you guys have been y- your Lakers has been kind of. Playing around, and you got your boy LeBron caught the Kawhi flu a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago. Last week it was. Then they turn around and let AD, and they relied on Taylor Horton Tucker to pull him out against the uh, against the Knicks. Now I don't know even what the score is now. What's the score? You got the game on over there? What's no, the no need. Doing?
1: No need. No need to have the game on right now.
0: Is it a blowout? Is it a
1: waxing? I don't even. even oh, know I don't. Know, I going. don't. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Cam. You know, the Western Conference is. It is what it is. You know, the stars align how they will, and you know, let the chicks <laughs> roll where they may. And,
0: Listen to you. And that's just. So,
1: that's just how. That's just how. You know, the universe unfolds, Cam. In the Western so Conference,
0: so it's 80, 89 to eighty-eight. So th- this this logic is what you guys are doing right here. However, it happens we, we don't even have to play AD. We don't have to play LeBron. However, it happens we'll deal with whatever comes our way. Is that Correct, that's what yes. your attitude is? Yes. Oh, you guys, a bunch of who? That's a bunch of hoo-ha. That's a that's a bunch of hoo-ha. You guys, you guys are trying to. Uh, are you trying to avoid the Clippers? Is that what's going on? Here. No, absolutely not. Again, so you, the Western so Conference. Taking, so you're taking the. So you're taking you're taking the eight seed, and you're going to play your way into the play-in tournament. That's what it looks like. You're trying to play your way into the play-in tournament, and then now you're going to end up playing um, Phoenix at the number eight spot, and then you, you're trying to avoid the Clippers. That's the way it appears. Where do I have this wrong?
1: Well, I think Utah is the number one, so the eight the eighth seed would would play then. Um, at present the Los Angeles Lakers are number seven seed. So if they win their first round, if they were in the play in, and we don't know that they're in the play in right now. Right now it's still kind of, you know, unforeseen.
0: Well, the, the universe hasn't unfolded ten. Ten. Yeah, the play in is seven through ten.
1: Okay. Yeah. So again, the universe hasn't unfolded as it should just yet. Yeah. We'll see how we'll see how the chips fall. But you know, if it's if it's Los Angeles and Phoenix, then you know, so be it.
0: Is oh, so that's what you're hoping for because you got beat up you let A D go off of forty and you kind of blew them out the other night. The inexperienced team, that's what you're hoping for, right?
1: I mean the game without LeBron and Schroeder. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, I, I think they did kind of squeak by him, but at the same time, you know Lakers are, are trying to win every game, and if they do so and you know, some of those other teams in front of them that have the tiebreaker over them should happen to not play as well, then so be it, Cam. The future is unforeseen. We don't know what's gonna happen. So mm-hmm. Western Conference will be what it will be.
0: Fan, <laughs> you gotta hit, you guys gotta hit this dude up, man. And he's coming with all this hoopla. Uh, this is hysterical. I can't, I can't understand where this uh, sense of calm is coming from. Uh, it, it seems like you guys are very comfortable in uh, just avoiding the, the Los Angeles Clippers. That's what it appears to me. You guys are, are you just. That's how it appears to me. And you're trying to give – Nobody's give it avoiding this.
1: anyone, Cameron. The Western really? Conference is very difficult, and this whole new uh, format of the play-in is – I mean, it's been, wow, extremely exciting for the National Basketball Association. Every game's important. I mean, it's uh, it's riveting. You know? You're know, you on the edge of your seat trying to figure out how these seedings are going to work out. But I can't predict it right now, and neither can you, Cam.
0: <laughs> well, I can. what I can't predict is the, the Los Angeles – The are moving are... around, and they
1: haven't stopped moving around yet. And The until Los Angeles Clippers are going to be done, number three. Playing all of their games, we don't know what's going to happen here.
0: The Los Angeles Clippers are going to be number three going in, into the Western Conference. They're going to really? have a week are, off. Are you sure it's not going to be the Nuggets? They're, they're going to have a they're going to have a week off. Are you off sure it's not going to be the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You're it'll be pretty there. sure. Okay. Uh, well, I went out to tie Lou. Ty Lou said they're shooting for the number three, so I have confidence in Tyloo that they're going okay. to get the number three. Well, you
1: know, good luck to that.
0: Yeah, good yeah. I'm that. If I'm they don't, confident.
1: because it is a Western Conference and the Western Conference has a mind of its own, they might be in that four or five game. We don't know just yet.
0: Okay, well, I mean, we we we're taking I mean, on the all. Clippers comers.
1: lost to New York Knicks.
0: They're taking didn't on they? all
1: comers. Didn't didn't the Clippers lose to New York Knicks? I mean, it was an early
0: game. And so speaking okay. of that, so, and, any, and, so anything can happen. It was uh, here an early game. Western Conference. Well, well, they're not they're not scheduling any playoff games at twelve thirty in the morning or twelve thirty in the afternoon. They're <laughs> not they're not scheduling any games. And I mean, did you did you hear the clip I sent you?
1: Uh, oh, I sure did. About they were kind of all out of sorts and just didn't have the rhythm and just were. Stuck in the mud, yeah. Well, hey man, out here in the western conference, I mean, that might get you a four seed instead of a three seed that you had before. So, I mean, I mean you mean, might want to think about getting out of the mud and kind of you know <laughs> coming together as a team and playing as a professional. Well,
0: I asked about that, I asked specifically, I said, Well, you been playing in the mud, you just played in the mud. Well, I mean, what brings that on? Are you did you not get ready for this? Oh, no, and you know, and my guy, my guy Kawhi is like, Yo, look, dude. This is NBA basketball. You know, this is NBA. You sometimes some nights you're not just gonna have it every single night or every single day as an afternoon <clears> as, <throat> as it is. So when you're stuck in the mud, you you, you gotta play around it. So Ty Lu <laughs> it was <a> funny thing. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the boy. Funny thing, Ty Lu I called me out. He said I jinxed him months ago for having this twelve thirty game and them not performing well. You remember that. I do. Uh, So when I, when I went to talk to him today, he's like, "Cam, don't say it, don't mention it, Cam, don't say it." So I, I didn't really say say it. I had a different question in mind, but that's how he when they called my name, he was like, "Yo, Cam, don't say it," but he knew exactly what I wanted to say, and so I had turned around and said, "Okay, I'll I'll sit on it. I'll ask Paul George a question. <laughs> and Paul George I 'I don't know. Did you hear that? Did you hear that interview?'" Paul George says, Yeah, man, it's these morning games. <laughs> it's these morning games, man. Sometimes we just, uh, you know, we have trouble getting ready for these morning games. <laughs> I think my dog is, I, I think he's just too honest, man, sometimes for his own good. I, I, you know, um, Paul George is, 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 it's opposite of Eddie Haskell. <laughs> Eddie Haskell knows when know when to tell a lie. He knows when. no, no, Miss Steele. We we weren't at the bar all night long. You know he he took me. He dropped me off at nine thirty last night, and then I think he went to we went stopped at the library on the way, and then we left again because we wanted to go to the library get some books that we can read while we're studying at home. We we, we weren't at the bar all night. <clears throat> Paul George says, no, we stay at the bar till 2.30 in the morning and we we just got home late.
1: <laughs> that recruit time, I just don't have as much of it as I'm used to. And it's hard to get going. It's hard to get going.
0: Paul, I'm just, <laughs> come, come on, Paul. You, got, <laughs> I, I just found that funny. Sometimes I think he's the opposite of Eddie Haskell, man. He just doesn't know when to tell, you know, when to kind of bend the truth or just kind of You don't have to be completely honest all the time, right? I'm just—I appreciate the honesty, and that's why I make sure I tell them. I appreciate your honesty here, but dude, sometimes you might there's some things you might want to not might not want to disclose. Would you agree with that? I absolutely 100% agree with that because it's
1: a negative connotation and it's a difficult look, right? The optics are what they are, man. And you say what you're saying after a loss. Which could quite possibly cost you that precious number three speed that you you're looking for. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I thought everyone that. everyone
1: doesn't need to know.
0: Yeah. I, I, I thought I thought that was uh hysterical. <laughs> and I try to when he said that, man, I just trying to keep it um, I tried to keep it together so I didn't laugh, you know, <laughs> in his face, but that's exactly what I was thinking. Um so we got. We talked about. Uh, we're gonna review these. You know, we reviewed some of these awards already. Um, you know, we got a week left in the season, so we'll talk about some the most prestigious awards kind of next week, as the week is uh, as we're preparing for the playing game. That you know, the Clippers <laughs> won't be in the playing. The cover won't be in the playing game, no, so we won't, won't have any. So we won't have any play any Clippers talk next week. Just fans. Just just so you know, but. Uh, who do you have as most improved player this season, Cleveland? Julius Randle. Easy without question? Without question. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that as well. What about the sixth man of the year this season, Six man of the year award?
1: I, I can't say as I know of any really overly impressive six man of the year this year, Cam.
0: I mean, I would say Marcus Morris, but the thing about it is he probably started as many games as he came off the bench. Um, he's been, uh, he's been Mr. Consistent for the, uh, for the Clippers this year, Marcus Morris. I mean, he's been, we know he'll, he'll, he has no problem telling you that he's a baller. He's ready to play at any, any time they tip the ball off, but uh, his consistency has kind of been more than I expected this season. Um I'll give him if there was a m Mr. Consistent award, I definitely give it to him. But sixth man of the year, I can't think of anybody that kind of stands out over kind of his production.
1: No, I and I have no problems with giving it to him. Let let a clipper win it for the fourth consecutive year. Keep on keep it rolling with that sixth.
0: Oh my goodness. Listen to me, guys. Now, now is this patronage over here. Um Defensive Player of the Year. Any objections? Any you have anybody other than Rudy Gobert?
1: Not really. I I was trying to I was trying to think of somebody that you know maybe he's doing some real serious lockdown, but um no, I'm, I'm okay with Gobert.
0: And, and I mean he's done well enough to have this team kind of positioned well in the playoffs. So hovering around that, the, I mean I don't know that it's been wire to wire, but uh, it hasn't
1: been wire to wire. The Lakers were 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 on top when they were healthy and, and playing their game. So.
0: They are on top of what?
1: They were on top of the division. They were on top of the league. They were the best team in the league when they were healthy and playing their game.
0: I mean, we the first. So three your question
1: weeks. was that had the Utah Jazz led wire to wire, and the answer is no. And then the answer to that was because the Lakers were on top of the league when they were healthy and doing their thing.
0: Okay, I don't know how I don't know how the Lakers get into the Defensive Player of the Year. A uh, commentary. Um, uh, I just don't know how that works, man. They're, they're in the playing tournament right now. I'm, I'm not oh, right. sure that. I'm not sure they that, are. That, that. warrants any defensive player of the year conversation from anybody. on anybody in the purple and gold.
1: It's type of the defending NBA champions. I mean, they're always you know
0: somewhere in the. I mean, that was that was last year, man. Come on. It's, it's a new year. It's a new day. COVID was last year. You know, a lot of people weren't really focused. <laughs> a lot of people were concerned about their families, concerned about what was going on. You know, there was a lot of the George, George Floyd uh, scenario was going on. A lot of people had their minds not totally on basketball, so they had to go play in this crazy bubble. They had to stick everybody in, in one facility. And so that, that, that championship last year kind of deserves an asterisk. That, okay. that, that, that deserves an asterisk, so uh, we really shouldn't be talking about that. That's fine. That two thousand twenty championship. I mean, com- they com- really completely good. fine
1: that that you got on record or saying as much. So,
0: yeah, yeah, we really shouldn't be having that conversation. So let's let's not bring that up again. How about that? Because I mean, it's, I don't know that is warranted, if you will. Okay. I think he, well. I think you'd agree with me too.
1: No, not 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 at all. But yeah, you know, it's a topic of conversation for another time.
0: Oh, you don't you don't agree with, you don't agree with that? You got an objection?
1: Asterisk, I think that's I think that's a little high. I think that's a little harsh. I mean, I think everybody had to do the same thing, didn't they? No, they all, they yeah, all but- played in the same the same environment. I mean, it's not like the Lakers played in the bubble and everyone else was playing outside on the frozen tundra. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, again, everybody, everybody was doing is- the same thing.
0: Everybody's heart, heart, and mind wasn't into it, so they were able to catch some people off guard. You know, catch some people thinking about their families back home. You know, and catch some people just so. Not, so Lakers were they, weren't doing were, any of that, or were, were their mind their minds weren't on basketball? That's that's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, okay, so so Lakers had the ability to have their mind more on basketball than the other players, and therefore there's an asterisk by their championship. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like okay, that. But sure, again, sure. We'll I go mean, with that
1: again. A topic of conversation for another time.
0: Yeah, we'll have that conversation another time. Sure. Cleveland, let's take a break here. When we come back, man, we're gonna um do our growing ever popular this day in, or this week in history. We got some um pretty interesting topics that we're gonna cover. Come back. We're gonna talk we got baseball on the line, we got some boxing on the line, we got some Olympics that we're gonna talk about here in a little bit, Cleveland. So let's take a little break here. Hey fans, one thank you guys for tuning into our Voice of the Fans podcast as you do each and every week. We appreciate the love. Please make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about our show. Additionally, I'd like to ask that you guys subscribe to our Voice of the Fans YouTube page. Go to YouTube, type in Voice of the Fans, hit the subscribe button. What you're going to find there is a lot of exclusive content. Interviews, between Greg Popovich and myself, Scott Farrell, Sports Talk host, and myself, you're going to hear my com- conversation with Emmitt Smith. Hear why he tells me to go do some research. You're also going to see my interview with Jim Brown, legendary Jim Brown. You're going to see my interviews with Eric Dickerson. You're going to see my interview with Terrell Davis. Hear why Terrell Davis says that Broncos' running system was not a system. Hear his explanation of that. Once again, Voice of the Fans on YouTube page. Check it out. Again, tell a friend to tell a friend because we appreciate that love. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, thank you for making our voice your choice. As we do each and every week, man, we got uh, this week in history growing ever popular by the fans. May 12th 1871 segregated streetcars were integrated in Louisville Kentucky following a sit-in stage by a black teenager. So the youth had, the youth were once again kind of making changes in America um, we have 512 1888. Slavery was abolished in Brazil, 1888. Five ten 1944. Smith verse all right excludes. Um, excuse me, excluding blacks from primary uh, primary voting is illegal. So that was established. Smith verse all right, excluding blacks from primary voting is deemed illegal in 1944. In 512, 1970, Ernie Banks, historic Chicago Cub player, hit his 500th home run 1970. 512 1982. The United States Football League was formed. You remember the USFL? Loved it. Loved it. Was formed was formed in
1: 1982. In
0: 512, 1985, the New York Knicks Won the first NBA lottery. Remember that the first NBA draft lottery, 1985, the cold, the cold
1: envelope, the frozen envelope, which made it so that Patrick Ewing, the prodigal son, could return and save basketball in New York. It's the exact same thing that should have been done by Adam Silver 35 years later with a cat named Zion Williamson.
0: 35 years later, should happen again. Should happen again. Come on, you can't give him okay. Where would Julius Randle be had Zion Williamson went to? Who
1: cares?
0: (laughs) Zion would be in New York. (laughs) That was that was it, huh?
1: Okay, okay, that was your chance. Mm.
0: Well, I don't think I don't think Silver, well, maybe Silver at that time was sent to the freezer to go get the cold envelope before the drafts, huh? Quite possible. I mean,
1: he was in the know when when the Patrick thing went down, and he should have been in the know this time. I mean, come on, man.
0: man you, just can't, you just can't let
1: a talent like that go to the New Orleans Pelicans. You already saw what happened when Anthony Davis went there. It just don't work.
0: Oh, look! at you. Oh, you heated about that one. It don't work. You, you know heated. Zion should
1: be in New York right now, man.
0: The you you heated place. about
1: that one. The league would be okay. a better place. Silver had his chance, and he he did try to do the you know the noble thing, but it wasn't the right thing.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah, right Maybe we can have a podcast on that whole thing uh, itself, huh? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm down for sure. Um. So, Cleveland, you're talking about uh, historic players that played in, in, in the game and in, in the sport and things not working out for them. What about Albert Pujols, man? He comes to the Angels mm. after after his uh, stint with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. is probably the best player for 10 years and – after ten, he spent ten years with the Angels. It, they waived him in the middle of season, no less. Well, at the start of the season. What do you think about the scenario with Albert Pujols? Man, sometimes that's just how it goes down, Cam.
1: When you sign those, you know, those long ten-year contracts in baseball, it really doesn't give either side much flexibility. It almost never ever works out. I cannot recall the last time a ten-year contract worked out. Um, you know, Miguel Cabrera, it didn't work out. Um, Alex Rodriguez, it didn't work out and these are some of the greatest players that have ever played the game. So, you know, 10 years is a long time to commit to somebody especially when they're, you know 30, 32 years old to do that. Um, he was always you know, kind of chasing the ghost of Albert Pujols, you know, the entire time he was with the Angels, like, let's see that production that you put up in St. Louis that made you a baseball god and just, he, he did not bring that with him and it's unfortunate and you know, he's such a great guy and such a, you know, ambassador for the game and such a, a gracious good person that it was probably very difficult to do. They probably should have done it last year, maybe, or at least, you know, try to, you know, kind of work something out a little bit. But, you know, just because of who he is, they, you know, they probably took a longer route than they should have. And ultimately it just came down to, hey, man, you're just not that dude anymore. And, you know, better to have that conversation sooner than later before it really starts to hurt us as a team
0: well what what actually um the word is what actually happened is they said they were going to play him they ha- he hasn't been in the lineup and they were, he was told he was going to be in the lineup and then he wasn't in the lineup and then so he went off on the, he went off post game in the locker room and uh, with the Joe Madden like if you get, you start yelling at Joe Madden like there's an issue right like if you can't get along with that guy like you can't get around, along with grandpops. like there's something wrong right <laughs> <laughs> so um, so th- it just the next I'm day after that, from it, there yeah yeah, they're just like, okay man well this this is how you're gonna be we we just can't have you around so that's kind of surprising, um but nonetheless, I mean he he's still gonna be you know what does baseball wait five years? does yes, baseball do. wait five? so he's gonna be in no uh, first ballot, right? no question
1: no question
0: um, okay uh Logan Paul. Logan Paul takes Mary his hat. Did you see the video? You-, you know
1: I don't watch that kind of stuff, Cam. I heard about it. I heard he I heard he snatched out Floyd's hat off and that's just all that's going to do is lead to some more, uh, some more punishment. That's all that that's all that's going to do.
0: Well, so it wasn't it, it wasn't actually Paul Paul, uh, excuse me, Mayweather said that he can take on both of the brothers in one day. He'll he'll take them both on. So it was the other brother said, oh, you were, you want to take them both on. Uh, you want to do two for one. And then he said, uh, well, you got to call Al Heyman to make sure you can do that. He's like Floyd, you know, obviously. <laughs> Then, yeah. that got under his It doesn't take too early. kindly to being told that other people make decisions for him <laughs> So That's, that's <laughs> never taken kindly to that <laughs> So that was the start of it right there and then he's like well no I make my own decisions I don't have to talk to anybody else and he said well if you want to do two for one here I am let's do it and then he he says uh, blah 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 and snatches his hat and you know I don't know if you've seen Floyd Floyd Maywe- Floyd mayweather's bodyguards um Floyd stands about uh five six what is it, 140 at at his peak and his bodyguards are probably six 340 <laughs> uh, the few of them are so <laughs> Paul didn't get far once he snatched, uh, once he snatched the hat off he didn't get far and then you know of course he took some lumps after that right? So I don't know you. You saw the pictures after that. It looked like he already been in a fight with Floyd. So he probably, you know, he probably don't actually want to do the fight on on June sixth. But uh, what, what's your thought? What's your thoughts on the the whole scenario, man? Did it increase the buys, if you will?
1: It, it definitely increased the buys, man. Uh, you know, that's it's an exhibition. It is what it is. Um, that's what boxing's come to, unfortunately.
0: So we're talking about some actual boxing, Canelo. Did you see the Canelo fight over the weekend? Can- uh, Canelo mm-hmm.
1: beat. I heard that he beat a an underwhelming opponent, an inferior opponent, like he always does because he doesn't fight anybody.
0: Well, it was an inferior. Is that opponent? pretty much what happened. It was an it was an inferior opponent. It was a, a closer fight than many people than I anticipated. Than many people anticipated. I actually had Canelo up uh, five to three, and I I had him up five to three going into the ninth round. But then he connected with the uppercut, uh, left-hand uppercut to the guy's orbital bone and apparently shattered his orbital bone and dude didn't come out the, come out of the um, – he didn't get up off the seat in the corner after the eighth round. He just – he sat there and his trainer called it, but we couldn't tell if he said I'm done or if the trainer just said he's done, what what the deal was. But he didn't come out for the ninth round. So Canelo connected with the, with the left hand. I believe it was the left hand to the orbital bone and – that was all she wrote.
1: Great. Great fight. Sounds like it.
0: Um, we got some issues, man, with the Tokyo Olympics. They're coming up here at, at the end of the in the summertime where Tokyo Olympics said no BLM apparel is permitted during the Olympics. What's your thoughts on that? And why, why are they targeting BLM specifically?
1: Um, you know, I can't speak for the entire Japanese government, but I, I, my assumption is that they don't, they don't want any political distractions other than what is going on. Um, you know, trying to carry on the Olympics. I'm not saying that they're in the right for that. Certainly censorship of something of that magnitude, um, is somewhat uncalled for. Um, and I know that some of their bigger, um, athletes, um, of Japanese descent, most notably Naomi Osaka probably isn't real cool with that. So, um, why they made their decision, that's, that's my assumption is because they just didn't want the the distraction, but that doesn't mean that the decision that they are, are making is correct or that I agree with it, but that would be my logic behind it.
0: And how do you expect this to, to play out? I mean, do you expect that there's going to be hundreds of uh, athletes there from all over the world? And as we saw from, um, this past summer of people speaking out, you know, this Me Too movement, or not Me Too. And let me take that back. This BLM movement from the George Floyd incident. I mean, that that hit in Germany, France, um, London. Uh, it, it hit all over the world. It just it just wasn't in, you know, the America. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't limited to minnesota i mean that was a worldwide phenomenon right well definitely
1: cam i mean i mean it's it's definitely a calculated it's definitely a calculated risk on their part especially considering how fragile um even holding the olympics is really going to be i mean every that would be like a best case scenario to actually even you know have one that's you know going to be participated you know highly and fully but i mean just imagine if you know, black athletes, um, you know, just boycotted this, given their stance for it. I mean, what type of Olympics would they have? So, you know, it is what it is. And we'll we'll see uh, how the whole thing plays out. But right now, I mean, you know, they're doing their best to try and pull this off. But they still have their challenges and their obstacles. And this doesn't help
0: you went right to the worst case scenario. I mean, if the, if all black athletes decided to boycott and we're talking about black athletes from across the world, you went to the worst case scenario. Um, so our, if black athletes decide uh, we're wearing all black. Are they going to be, uh, are they going to suspend them? Or are they going to tell them they can't play? I mean, you don't pay them. They're not losing any money. They don't pay them. They don't pay them anything. So I guess the prestige is kind of, they're working out in the gold medal that they get. Um, how do you see this playing out though? We're in
1: uncharted waters. I mean, only time will tell and, you know, the impact of social media and kind of, you know, where we are as a, a society will, you know, be very interesting to see how the whole thing shakes.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. So there was a rule handed down in the state of Georgia. They partnered with 11 other states that says college players. Now we know there's the college player NCAA is gonna allow college players to kind of make money off their likeness, right? That's gonna be that's gonna be mandated, I think, in two thousand twenty two. And the state of Georgia says, Okay, that's fine. And these are uh, these other states says, Okay, that's fine. But you're gonna have to pay seventy five percent of that those earnings back to the school. What do you think about this particular ruling? Can they enforce this? And is this, it seemed to have some type of uh, issue with uh, earning potential. I mean, it's still, they're still impacting the player's earnings now. So now I can earn it, but now you're going to take half half of the way. I mean, why would I go to now? Why would I go to the University of Georgia? Why would I go to Georgia Tech? Why would I go to um, any other Georgia Southern instead of not going across the border to North Carolina or Florida or Alabama or what well, why would I go to the schools <laughs> who, who aren't enforcing this type of law?
1: Yeah, Camel, like you said, it's not half your earnings. It's three quarters of your earnings. And I'm sure the rest of the schools in the Southeastern Conference and ACC are are applauding that rule from Georgia because it just means that no athlete of any stature will will want to go there because first and foremost, if they had any type of earning potential with regards to uh, the use of their likeness, they would want to get as much money for the use of their likeness as they can. And starting out with 75% of it going to the university um, when they don't have to, um, can't see why anyone would make that decision.
0: Yeah, I can't either. Um, I I can't understand how the school makes the decision. It seems like it would have some, some type of, um, Labor infringement, <laughs> I mean, that you know, 75% of my check is going to, to, the, to the paying taxes. That's, that seems to be some kind of infringement, labor infringement, if don't uh, you know the legal term for it. But it seems like that would be that. Do you agree?
1: Absolutely. I mean, but again, they, they've been passing some weird stuff down there in Georgia ever since, the, you know, they lost those two seats. So, uh, you know, they're definitely trying to reestablish control and uh, order down there. Uh, front, in the midst of chaos, so this is just one other way to let people know in the state of Georgia that, you know, hey, who who's still really in control here?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's a good point there. Uh, Cleveland, let's talk about Dak coming in ninth place in his um, trial, in his Olympic trial. Uh, I, I referring
1: to D.K. Metcalf? We don't call him Dak.
0: Yeah, I, I apologize. Uh, DK, D.K. Metcalf, okay. yes, that guy. Sure. Let's talk about him coming in ninth place in his heat in the Olympic trials, what's your thoughts on that? And do you, everybody up there applaud him for even coming out and trying? Absolutely applaud
1: him for his effort. And I mean, you know, you never know where you stand against the world's fastest men until you actually get out there and try. And you know, the fact that uh, you know he ran a 10.4, I mean, that's that that is what it is, man. I mean, it's you know, not you know world class fast but i mean i'm sure he's still one of the two or three fastest people in the nfl and i am pretty sure you don't want to cover him on a you know on a go route so you awesome. know hey he's not going to be on the olympic team that's unfortunate but i mean he's, he's still going to uh, be put the fear of god in whatever corner is trying to cover him so i think we'll be okay
0: i mean to his credit he he is probably uh, he had 80 pounds on the winner of the event, uh, the, the he's what 6'4, 240 40 pounds, and the guy who won the race, the guy who actually won, was more like 5'6, 160 pounds. So, uh, he, he, he had quite uh, a size advantage on the winner of the event. So, I guess for him competing, I mean, hell, I could have went in there and came in last place, Cleveland, but I guess when, it, when he ran a four um, and kind of was in, in the in the race for at least 60 yards of that hundred yard dash. 60, 60, 70 meters, yeah. 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 I, I guess uh, some kudos. He deserves some kudos for that.
1: Yeah. And you're, 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 familiar with him and you know, he's always, you know, kind of, uh, you know, exceeding your expectations, if you will. <laughs>
0: uh, well fans, we come to that time again. I know, um, I can't say I got negative feedback in it uh, on this, but uh, I know it's painful for you guys to deal with. But it's that time again, and we're gonna see, get this stopwatch going. Clevon, your two minutes of Major League Baseball talk is is going now. Your your time is ticking.
1: Okay, that's fine, Cam. And I know you're trying to go with that. I, I know that you're constantly trying to rub it in. You know, kind of what the Mariners are doing, and you know, unfortunately, they were up uh, four to one. Uh, In the uh, eighth inning of last night's game against the world champion, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, Uh, Kikuchi pitched a great game. Unfortunately, uh, the bullpen let them down a little bit um, and they weren't able to hang on to the victory and they lost six to four last night. However, good news. Uh, The number three prospect in all of minor league baseball, Jerry Kalanick, is on his way up uh, to the big team tomorrow. So we'll see uh, what the future of the Mariners look like. In addition, uh, their number one right-hand pitcher, uh, Logan Gilbert, is coming up. Uh, he, I believe, he's the number forty-five or forty-six prospect in all of minor league baseball. So we're about to see uh, what the future looks like here pretty quickly. And uh, I'm not ready to jump off the bandwagon of this team. I like the way they play. Um, you know, they have timely hits. They don't quit on it one another. And you know, I feel that they're building a foundation for the future. So uh, you know, Cam and others, they don't they don't really see the full picture. Um, you know, they're kind of looking at the, you know, the minutia of it all, but really wins, when, wins when, when losses. Everything...
0: we're just looking at wins and losses column.
1: So again, like I'm saying, like when everything is done and said and said and done, I think what you're going to see is a team that you're, you, you know, is coming together and, uh, you know, putting the pieces of a, a championship team.
0: How many, how many years have been putting Putting the pieces together.
1: Right now, the Seattle Mariners have the
0: longest playoff drought in all of North oh. American sports. Another. Why are we even giving these guys some time? Well, and, and let's stop this right now. Why are we even giving these guys some time? Uh, America. Did you say the longest drought in American sports? North American like, sports. That's hockey, baseball. I mean, that's the, the Football, WNBA basketball, I mean, soccer, I mean, come on, WNBA is been the, the Seattle Storm. WNBA, yes, all of them. Oh my goodness, that's atrocious! And so, wasn't, uh, so, so, since you got your finger on the pulse, let's get away from the Mariners. Apparently, you, it, it's one point five billion dollars is going to take to complete the stadium down there at uh, the, Coliseum. No, you know, the Coliseum. I call it Coliseum. I don't know I, what you guys. I'm,
1: call not, it I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big. Uh, you know, key arena guy. I forgot the name of it now. It's some uh, environmental something or other. I forgot yeah. the name of it. But yeah, I don't really keep track. It's of the that Coliseum.
0: Now. It's the Coliseum. Have you been down there? Have you seen the stadium? Does it what does no. it look like? It, it, you don't even go down that way. All I see,
1: all I see, is a big uh, you know traffic headache waiting to happen, and I I don't want to be a part of it. But it is what it is, and that's how you get a hockey team, and that's how you potentially get an NBA basketball team. then it is what it is. But I would prefer the stadium being a different location. I think we have discussed that before as well. So
0: so uh, is it. It, does the light rail go down that way any any closer? I mean, I know you have the monorail that only goes a mile and a half and it kind of confuses light, people. Light rail does
1: not go anywhere near um that new arena.
0: But the light In... rail goes down to Lake Union, doesn't it? Doesn't the light rail go to Lake Union? I mean light rail still... goes
1: through the goes through goes through a tunnel that goes through uh the Washington Convention Center and then goes underground and goes to the University of Washington.
0: So, so there's no light right there by Daniels. There's no light rail down there.
1: No, that is the South Lake Union Transit, which is a different light rail system, but it is not the major light rail system.
0: So that doesn't connect to the light rail that goes all the way to the airport. It does not. So the closest one is over there by Denny's is is near Denny or is that the same so that I'm is
1: a, that would be that would be the closest one to the to where that's the stadium like two, is. That's like two yeah. miles away. It's that's actually like I believe away. it's actually the convention center because after the convention center
0: it's underground. That's like two miles away. So oh there's one that goes to the convention center. I mean that's yes. still
1: So I believe the convention center is still one of the light rail stops before it's underground and the next stop is the University of Washington.
0: Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking, the convention center is not Memorial Stadium. It's not. Is is not the. It's not Seattle. The old Seattle Center. That's not. It doesn't no convention
1: center. Convention center it's is by Nike Town. Town. It's in the. It's in the middle of. It's in oh, the middle goodness. of the core that's, of downtown. That's, that's Seattle. that's like
0: four. That's four miles away.
1: Yes, it's not close.
0: Wow. So they need you on the project uh, on the uh, project or city planning team, because uh, they're not. Is there parking down there? Is there parking downtown? Oh, uh, since is, the
1: last since the last time it was arena, all of the surface parking spaces have been taken by uh condominiums, anywhere from two hundred to eight hundred units.
0: No, I think one of the actual one of the things that said why the stadium is why the prices of the stadium went up is because they're building a. I don't know how the parking spaces uh, parking garage gets to 75 million dollars but somehow there's a 75 million dollar parking garage going up around somewhere around there. Won't be enough. Yeah, it, it won't be enough but there it. There's still parking at the uh, wasn't there a Seattle Center Arena, Arena Playhouse or something like that?
1: Yeah, Cam, you're your grassmaster, here, my friend. It, it, there's there's no parking.
0: <laughs> so, did no. they replace the, the the Seattle Arena? Was it the playhouse that was right there on Dini? It Whatever it was, I'm pretty sure it's not that anymore. I'm
1: pretty sure it's a condo with lots of condo <laughs> units in it, and there's no parking.
0: They call that uptown. What do you think of uptown, man? What do you think of that terminology for it? That's a... They call it Uptown. I don't know what, how is that Uptown? I'm sure. it's, it's, it's certainly not
1: Uptown, but uh, yeah. Whoever put this all together, it will be hilarious when it all plays itself out.
0: Okay, okay. Um, well, hopefully we can, your your boy, uh, Sean uh, Hanson, is still has that property on the other side of uh, Safeco. Which uh, yes. four square blocks where he wanted to build a stadium? Yes, you know. Hopefully, we can talk to him and kind of get something down over there. Because we love uh, it. we'd love it. That's actually where the stadium needs to be. But your your Mariners w- wanted to were the ones who uh, put a fly in the ointment there, saying it would cause traffic for their games.
1: Well, guys, yeah, look, I can't, I can't speak to all the politics of of uh, you know Seattle stadiums, Cam. I mean, come on. Now. No, 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 that was, the, the the that was your the Mariners.
0: That that was your manners. That that was your manners. Who came out and said that? Prior like, ownership. Uh, I don't.
1: I don't know what's going on right now, and I can't. I can't speak to all that.
0: They, they need to be. They, they were. They were probably party.
1: foreshadowing this time when they were putting together a team like this that for the next three oh, or five man. years are going to contend. You know, going to contend for World Series titles, quite possibly.
0: Quite possibly. I like how you slipped that "quite possibly" in there because you know I was about to put that on the sticky note, right? <laughs> you know hey, like, it's it's real early. Like I
1: said, they're just bringing up you know, the
0: number three prospect tomorrow. I mean, we have to
1: see what he can do, and the pitcher, and you know, they still have you know one of the top fifty prospects, you know, in Double A. He's he's you know inching his way along as well. They have the rookie of the year from last year, two gold lovers. I mean, we'll see.
0: Like I like I said, we we gave those guys way too much talk um, already, man. So. Um, enough of the mirror talking. No, uh, just enough of it. Um, Clevon, I want to leave the fans with this quote here. Um, once again, fans, let me tell you guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Voice of the Fans podcast, man, the week 138. Your attendance is appreciated. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave some comments. Clevon, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Twitter at clevy Wonder and Clevon steel on Instagram
0: you can find me a voice of the fans on Instagram. What's good in sport on Twitter. Thank you guys for once again, for your participation. I want to leave you guys with this quote, Cleveland. If your dreams don't scare you, they are too small. That's from Richard Branson, Mr. Virgin airlines. Once again, if your dreams don't scare you, they are too small. Richard Branson. Cleveland, I want to thank you for your participation as always, man. Fans, I want to thank you guys for your participation. Please hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button. Leave a comment. Tell a friend tell a friend about the best podcasts and the best unheard podcasts in all of America. Cleveland, we've been at this quite a while, man. Thank you for your time. Have a good week, man. We'll talk to you soon.
1: My pleasure, bro. We'll talk soon. Later. ourselves Smiley right here thank you for making our voice your choice you know what i'm saying let me give me a beat dog let me get something <laughs>